morning and welcome to the breakfast show. <laughs> How are you, Blake? I was, I'm good. I was not prepared for that <laughs> at all. Okay. I'm so confused. Lyle just keeps morphing into different people on this show. Yeah. First he's Young Lawson, now he's Blake Penland. I'm just, you're looking different every day. Who will I be tomorrow? Who will I get tomorrow? <laughs> Welcome along to the Faith FM Breakfast Show this morning with Mon and Blake. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, as you hear lovely Lyle say every day. Do you know what, Blake? I think Lyle's like stuck in the middle of the Simpson Desert right now. Where's the Simpson Desert? The Simpson Desert is like the center of Australia. You know how... Like like the big one. Yeah, yeah. You're from America, right? Yes, yeah, that's true. It's either America or Canada. I wasn't quite <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, you know how like in America you can live in the middle of the country because it's beautiful and it's livable, yeah, right? In true. Australia, you can't live in the middle of the country because it's a big old desert. You can only live around the edges. Yeah. So Lyle's like decided to just go out to the middle. Just... To, to get away just from to have everyone. a look around. Okay, <laughs> yeah, to see what yeah. you can see. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he's bogged somewhere in a sand dune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that's what I'm crossing my fingers for, to be honest. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Blake, tell us what you're grateful for. <sighs> Good question. Um, well, actually, I'm grateful that our church um, literally last week just became an official church of the Seventh-day Adventist movement around the world. That's amazing. Yeah, we've been a church plant for two years, and we just were were voted in uh, to be an official church, and so I'm really excited about that. I'm actually, gonna, church. I'm actually going to ask you some more questions about that in the next segment because we okay, are going to cool. sort of introduce you and who it is you actually are. Because even though we've interviewed you here as a guest, you and your wife Malvinas, <laughs> uh, we are going to do a little deeper in the next segment just to find out who I'm it a is bit that's elusive. Hosting. Yeah, who's hosting the show this morning? Uh, <laughs> what, wait, what are you thankful for? Oh, I'm really thankful that my best friend Vani is safely back on Aussie soil. Because she just came back from doing a missionary trip in India. What? She was preaching, like preaching a campaign, like with TMI, um, Total Member Involvement Missions. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she just sent me a message about half an hour ago that she's landed in Sydney, and I'm really happy because I was a little bit scared. My little bestie, she goes off sometimes, and I worry about her. <laughs> that's awesome. India, yeah. that's actually a dream location of mine. So I kind of yeah, want to know all about how that trip went. For yeah, her. We, I'm going to interview her on the show, hopefully, later this week. I'm going to get her on, get her to tell some stories. Because, yeah, it was hard to keep in touch with her over there and me here. But yeah, anyway, great show starting for you now. Well, early in the morning, about the break of day, I asked the Lord, help me find a way, help me find a way, to the promised land, this lonely body, needs a helping hand. Come, find the world in shame When the trumpet blows Won't you call my name Won't you call my name When the thunder rolls And the heavens ring When the sun turns black Never shine again Never shine again When the trumpet blows Won't you call me please Call my name 
Welcome back to the breakfast show on Faith of M. You're here with Mon and Blake Penland. How are you, Blake? I'm good, Mon. How are you? <laughs> You're about to be really bad because I'm going to hit you with a breakfast quiz. Oh, no. Okay. Breakfast Bible quiz. Time to get your brains into gear. If you want to follow along with the breakfast Bible quiz on Instagram, you can totally do so. Uh, just... Go to Faith FM Live. That is our Insta handle. It's all lowercase one word. And you can click your finger on our profile pic and you'll see a video pop up of us here in the studio giving the clues. Sometimes we give a head clues on the Insta handle, on the Instagram, and uh, and give them a little bit of a sneak preview. Uh, but you can watch them over and over again so you can maybe have a better opportunity to figure them out. Okay, this is a... Ran the wrong way. <laughs> I'll get this right. It is Monday. I forgot my hairbrush, but I'll get this quiz right. This is a what am I quiz. Clue number one. On his way to sacrifice his son, Abraham carried this and a knife while Isaac carried the wood. Any idea what that is, Blake Penland? Oh, Any idea what that is? He carried this and a knife. I see confusion. Confusion reigns <laughs> supreme on the face of Blake Penland. Give me a call if you know what it is. Our number here, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your answers 0491-064-669. If you can get it right, I will, of course, send you the prize this morning. What is that? Give us a call. Blake. Yeah. We are going to discuss who you are. Okay. You're not getting out of that so quick. Uh, okay. But I do just want to make one quick announcement and also have a little bone to pick about it just with the world at large. So today is July 1st. Yes. Yeah. And, it's uh, a great month. It, it is. One and of my favorites. Re- why? Well, you know, it might have been uh, <gasps> created in this month. Oh, yeah. it's your birthday month. Yes, it is. Which day? The 12th. Oh, happy birthday for the 12th. Yes, Maybe thank we'll you be doing much. radio then. Who, <laughs> who knows? <does? laughs> But uh, more importantly than your birthday, sorry to yeah. say, oh, is, um, crushing. is that it's <laughs> is that it's dry July. Yes. Do they have dry July in America? Um, never heard about it in America um, okay. because my time in America was not dry. But oh. when I came to Australia, I became a Christian. So yes. that's when now it's like dry all the time. But exactly. Well, um, but yeah, no, we have actually some some people who come to our church who are we're praying for them for Dry July. Amen, Amen. Yeah. and that's exactly what we need to be doing. And if America hasn't heard about, it, they need to hear about it. Dry July is an excellent initiative. Mm. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, uh, Dry July is a non for profit organization that challenges people to abstain from drinking alcohol for the month of July, mm. and this is done to support. Um, People who are, you know, have alcoholism. Actually, it's actually done to support people who have cancer as well. Um, you That's know, even better. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's like Movember, but you know, it it has a double whammy in that it can help you, um, you know, come clean or mm-hmm. get clean uh, from from alcoholism. And uh, it's it's the first of July. Today is day one. So we really here at Faith Again, we really want to encourage all our listeners to not only do Dry July, but support anyone that you know who was doing Dry July and to encourage and to inspire people. The bone that I have to pick this morning, I am so disgusted. Just 10 minutes before I got here, I was listening to the radio in the car, different station, by the way, because I couldn't pick up, I can't pick up Faith FM in my car, just FYI, everyone. <laughs> and um, I heard an advertisement for a liquor store where they were saying, don't go dry this July, come in here and buy this alcohol. This is a great non-dry whiskey. This is a great non-dry 
whatever, vodka. And then just, you know, this will be the best dry July you'll never have. That was their tagline. And I'm so revolted by it because this is something, this is a good thing. This is something Absolutely. Australia needs to have. Um, Not just Australia. We, uh, the world. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Dry July. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so flabbergasted that they thought that was a good advertising move when dry July is done to raise funds to support adults living with cancer. Yeah. It's like saying, do you know wow. what? We don't care about your cancer. We don't care about your alcoholism. We don't care about all the uh, abuse and the devastation that comes with alcoholism and your family being torn apart. Do you know what? Just We just want money. Just make sure you come into our liquor store and buy up big. Actually, and that's a big thing, too, that people don't recognize. I, I rec- So, as someone who has suffered from alcoholism mm-hmm. in my family and even myself, and um, praise the Lord, I've been clean for about 11 years. Praise the Lord. Um, but what I will say is people do not recognize, not not the domestic violence, that's terrible, not the, the pain and suffering, the emotional trauma, but the financial. Yeah. Like I, I know personally families who... Because of of the father or the mother who who have uh, addictive personalities and and substance issues, they don't even put food on the table mm. because they gotta go get their alcohol. Yeah, and 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 it's a place that just oh man that that bothers me so much. Like because the kids they don't have any control over that, mm. and then because all the money is being spent, just like these guys are like, ah, oh, thank you, drawing a lot in yeah. July, you know. Yeah. Sorry, that was my Australian. It was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, awesome. Uh, <laughs> they were like, yeah, don't do not do that Like, because we want your money. Yeah. Well, no. The, your children need that money. money for food. Exactly. You know, and really, that's a big pet peeve. Uh, uh, is that a thing in Australia? Yeah, say absolutely. Pet peeve. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, Done, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very strongly against the financial um, devastation, uh, devastation have, yeah. that happens from alcoholism. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just, like, shame on the business that is, is airing that ad. And mm. shame on anyone who thought that was a good ad to even air on their station. It's just disgraceful. Can Didn't I just jump on your bandwagon of, yeah, of shame? Yeah. I want to, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, good. You, you drive it yeah, and I'll just be like punching yeah. people. Because I'm very angry about this that too. This ad really mocks people who have suffered from this addiction. And, from and cancer. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're, if cancer. we're raising things, like, I, I don't know about you, but I personally have had family members who have died from cancer yeah. very close to me. And it's like, terrible. oh, those people don't, they're not important. Just come get some tequila. Like, it's like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, they've really, they've really done a misstep here. And, and I really hope that fired ad gets up. pulled. Yeah, it's, I was, I was like thumping I wasn't my fired steering up. wheel. But, I was, now you are. but now I'm fired up. <laughs> well, good. Well, why are you still fired up? Tell us a little bit, Blake Penland. Like, who are you and why are you here and what is well, it you do? I'm fired up right now. <laughs> um, good. Yeah, no, I, I'm the pastor of the Raymond Terrace Mission, Seventh day Adventist Church. Uh, if it's in Raymond Terrace, which is basically the northernmost, most suburb of Newcastle before you kind of just go off and, to the north, yep, the never, yeah. never. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, it's kind of like it's between Maitland and Nelson Bay, and just about twenty minutes north of where we are right now um, in Newcastle. So, and how long have you been working with that with that church plant for? Yeah, so we started that back in 2016, mm-hmm. and it's been a journey. We actually had to we closed a, an older church down, and then we kind of restarted it with a different uh, vision moving forward in 2017. So 2016 we closed it down. 2017 in August we we opened it back up um, for the public to come for weekly worships, and then so we're all, we're not even two years old. So 
We're, doing we're like well. fresh babies. Yeah, yeah, doing well yeah. with terrible twos. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but we 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 do need to remember, like as a church plant and now a church, we always got to act our age. You know, yeah. we we can't be <laughs> acting like a fifty year old church because we're really just a two year old yeah. church. So uh-huh. we'll, we'll get there. So if we have any mistakes or issues, like we we're like, well, we're two years old. We'll figure that out. And so Raymond Terrace is the church where uh, Lawson actually Bible works, right? <laughs> That's right. So you're kind of like Lawson's boss. Well, when boss. he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely Lawson's boss. <laughs> yeah, there yes. you go. <laughs> so for those of you wondering who Blake is, it's Lawson's yeah, boss. Yeah, <laughs> so, and that's and that's why I'm here because yeah. uh, Lawson was like, um, can you just like do me a really big favor? <laughs> and I was like, what is it? And he was like, just involves, you know, getting up at like five in the morning <laughs> yeah, and yep. driving to the radio station. And I was like, you owe me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Lawson, where, where is Lawson? Is he in Canberra or he's something? He's in Canberra. What's he doing in Canberra? I think he's just checking on the politicians, making sure they're oh, doing yeah. their jobs. And it's <laughs> good. So sometimes Lawson. we, yeah, we send him on missions to do <laughs> yeah. that sometimes to make sure he's actually doing what he's supposed just to. Just keep an eye on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And uh, and your wife, Mel Venus, we actually play her songs a lot on our, on our station. Awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate her music. We might even convince producer Jazz to, uh, to play one of her tunes this morning. Oh, I love that. Can I sneak? Sneak in an extra gratitude story. I know. I know we're past. You know the what we don't shake your head. Say no, yes. No, it's like, no, you cannot. There's there's only room for a little gratitude. No, it's okay, Mon. Go. I just want. I just want to say I'm really actually grateful for uh, producer Jazz this morning because it was her 21st birthday yesterday. I know. And uh, at birthday party, we should say. And uh, and I sat up late eating pizza, which is always a big no no for someone who has to be on air uh, <laughs> at stupid o'clock the next morning. And the only reason that I woke up this well woke up again this morning is because producer Jazz sent me a text are you awake <laughs> I was not <laughs> and I was supposed to be leaving in like five that's minutes good, that's good so yeah good very job. grateful I would still be asleep right now if it wasn't for producer Jazz checking in on me but this is Anthem Lights Because He Lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know
Welcome back to the breakfast show this morning with Mon and Blick Penneland. <laughs> Do you like how I pronounce your name? Yeah, that was great. Everyone who comes on this show gets a new pronunciation of it. A name. lot of people call me Balake too. To Balake. be honest, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, yeah, I get it all the time. So because they're just slow of brain, or because they're just making fun of your name. I don't know. I I tend to think because they love me, <laughs> and I just tell myself that. So hopefully yeah, that's yeah. okay. As I was going to call you Flaky Blakey. No, I've never been called that one. <laughs> Are you flaky? <laughs> no, not flaky. Okay, good, good. I can't stand flaky men. It's like, just get a plan and stick to it. Don't be flaky. Okay, non-flaky, flaky. I'm going to give you another clue for the quiz. What am I? Numbers 11 tells how people who complained were killed by this. <laughs> numbers chapter 11, the book of Numbers in the Bible, chapter 11, tells how people who complained were killed by this. Excellent reminder for anyone who's a bit of a complainer. <laughs> Are you confused? I am. <laughs> Good. That, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. It's actually like the answer isn't something particularly like obscure or difficult. You know, it's just uh, the clues are hard. Just the clues. You know, they'll get really easy shortly. That first clue was actually kind of weird. Um, it's not something <laughs> I thought that too. It's not something that I would have thought any human could safely carry. So I'm not sure what Abraham was doing with it. But um, anyway, the mm. prize for this morning is called Love Not the World, A Prophetic Call to Holy Living by Watchman Nee. Um, do you know Watchman Nee? He's a uh, really famous Chinese Bible teacher and Christian leader. Um, mm. So he was uh, doing a preaching ministry whilst a university student uh, from 1923 to 1950. Uh, and in that time, he founded 200 churches. I've never heard of this. Yeah, so like just in like 27 years, just boom, 200 churches. Um, you know, that's like, that's like, I would love that guy. Yeah, yeah. I love church planning. Well, this is, this is in China as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, no mean feat. So, um, you know, praise the Lord for his, for his ministry. Um, and he wrote this book, which apparently, I haven't read this myself, but Lyle keeps telling me I need to read it because he said it's an incredible book. Um, Love Not the World by Watchman D. Nee. Uh, it's a hard hitting and controversial book. Um, you know, he, he was a great writer and preacher and, um, yeah, he has some hard truths, and he doesn't he doesn't shy away from them. Uh, so grab a wanna, copy. I want to win. Yeah, you, you <laughs> that can't looks play, awesome. Right. <laughs> oh, I can't. don't you tell me what I can't do. I'm gonna win. <laughs> I mean, you can win the answer, right? But you can't win this prize. This is for one of our listeners. Love don't not- limit me. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the ABC and buy your own copy. <laughs> Love not the world by Watchman Nee. That's our prize this morning. Give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM if you know the answer. Blake. Yes. What is happening in the world of news today? Man, there's a lot of stuff that's happening, and I've been kind of just thinking about different things. Um, do I get to share one story or two stories? You What's can share as many stories as you think that you can fit into six and a half minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, look, well, let's just start off with, with something that you... You, uh, we kind of talked about it earlier, but you don't even know about what it is. But, so <laughs> I don't even know. There's, there's NBA, okay, and it's free agency. So, like, right now, as as we are recording, it's the NBA free agency. Hands now, up, who has no idea what he's talking okay, about? Okay, so, okay, let's explain this to you. So, the NBA is the National Basketball Association. Oh, basketball, okay. Yeah, so you got all these different teams. Uh-huh. The season is over, and right now, all of the different players on those teams are, not all of them, but the one whose contract are, they're coming to an expiration date, they expire 
uh, well, right now, and then negotiations can begin for them to join either their team again on a new contract or join a new team. Oh, so someone can like buy Michael Jordan right now. <laughs> no, Michael Jordan is the owner of the Charlotte uh, ho- oh, uh, well, okay. Bobcats, well, now Hornets again, but... Shaquille um, O'Neal? <laughs> uh, no, nope, he's <laughs> very old and big, but I'm oh. just on the shows now. But yeah, no, so all the, the current players have this opportunity to reevaluate uh-huh. their surroundings, whether they want to be oh. on a certain team or not. Now, some of them are restricted free agents, and some of them are just completely free agents. And a, a restricted free agent means that the team has a choice on whether or not they want to keep them. Oh. Yeah, so it's like the last year of their contract, not like the, their contract isn't ended, they have one last year, and they become a restricted free agent to say, hey, we want to keep you, and so they get first first dibs. But uh, but like an unrestricted free agent literally has a choice to go anywhere that they want to go. So this is this is when they find out like how much they are loved, and they also find out who it is the players love. Well, yeah, no, that's a really good point too. I mean, like some some of them will stay because the fans are great in a certain area, um, and but most of them stay for the money. I mean, yeah, of course, it's a yeah. lot of money. That's um, their career. Yeah, and that's their their, their job. And mm-hmm. a lot of them will stay. They'll actually take less money, um, though. I mean, relatively, like the difference between like maybe eighty million and and like a hundred million. You know, they might take the wow. eighty million. And it really, when you talk about those kind of millions, like, do you even know oh, the difference? Nah, I, <laughs> like, that's incredible. I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway, so so they they will sometimes take less money because they f- the fit on that team um, is really really like good for yeah. them like they they have good teammates and they have a good chance to win the championship so, so they'll take a 20 million dollar pay cut because they're content where they are yeah oh definitely maybe sometimes even more there's some guys who have decided to take a 57 million dollar pay cut but they're getting about 220 million so yes yeah. all, <laughs> it's it's all relative it's yeah <laughs> oh my god so is this like a like a controversial and exciting time for nba oh yeah so sports fan especially nba fans here in australia um uh, they've got ben simmons who is probably the best australian basketball player shout out to my guy andrew bogut as well he's also an aussie um, it plays for the Warriors. Uh, but so Ben Simmons is on the 76ers and, and he is coming into, um, restricted free agency at some point. And he has a, a team option and, or maybe I think he might have a player option. And it's, um, it's very interesting, all the little dynamics. I, I don't understand all of it, but I, I love the, the business side of everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's just what it is. Um, that really intrigues me. But I just think it's really interesting that it's a really unique job. That you have this opportunity to say, um, I don't like it here. I'm going to go somewhere else um, that they're going to give me a better contract or a better environment or a better uh, work workspace or a better family fit for my, for my family. Um, it's similar to a job, but this is like you have different players trading or different teams trading you as like an asset. So sometime, sometimes someone will sign a contract and then the owner will be like, yeah, we tricked you. So like that's what happened to Blake Griffin. So he signed this five-year, huge, massive contract, and there and with the uh, Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, and then the Clippers were like, "Yeah, about that contract, we're actually going to trade you to Detroit." Um, oh. And then he, so he signed a contract thinking that he was going to stay in Los Angeles, and then got shipped to Detroit for the rest of his five-year contract. 
Oh, snap. So it's not even said and done when you sign a contract. No. So it, the contract, so the, the amount of money is set. You have to pay that amount. But, uh-huh. it, but different teams can trade contracts. My word, this is so it's, very confusing. It's so a little bit confusing. When does yeah. the dust settle? Like, how, how, how long does this free thing? So, free agency lasts. Well, free agency is a is an interesting time, but the, this time will last for about a month, the, okay. the craziness time. Uh-huh. But then trades are still possible to be made all the way to February. Oh, okay. Yeah. February? Yeah. So it's a really long time away. I know, but most of the stuff will happen in this first month. How long? How like how how far in between free agency? Like like is this like happens like once every five years, once every ten years? No, every single year. But different players' contracts um, happen on those different times. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I was trying to think of a spiritual application, uh-huh. right? And I, I was struggling because yep. obviously it's NBA free agency. So, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what kind of spiritual contract? But what I was thinking was, you know. Sometimes you might be in a church, you might be a pew warmer, right? Yeah. Just on the bench. Uh-huh. You're not playing the game. Uh-huh. But you have an opportunity to go to a church plant. And instead of be a pew warmer, you're a starter. You're there, you can use your skills and your talents and your abilities to join up with church plants that are happening all around and really get into the game of the most important game, which is leading people to Jesus. Amen. And so in this time of NBA free agency, I'm going to make my pastoral appeal. Do it. If you have an opportunity to get involved, maybe not. At, maybe it's not at your church. Maybe maybe your church already has the starters. the The whole system is there. Um, but if you want to get involved, um, go and look for uh, a church that you can get involved in the game of saving people's lives by uh, sharing the word of Jesus. Amen. Love it. Bring it home, <laughs> Pastor Blake. Stay tuned. We have David Studio interview coming up next. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on in the beauty of the lilies christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me as he died to make men holy let us let us make men free while God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching 
marching on His truth is marching on Welcome back everybody, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia joining us in the studio for his... his, uh, Weekly presentation is Pastor David Stojic. And uh, yes, good morning. Last week we talked about uh, infidelity within the marriage um, in the Bible. And as Christians, we use the word adultery. That's right. <laughs> and so, working in the spirit of, in the field of spiritual leadership as pastors, we've learned that, you know, we cannot take the knowledge of people for granted, especially when it comes to moral and spiritual matters. So, David, what is adultery exactly? Okay. <laughs> so adultery is any sexual involvement with someone other than your wife or husband. Uh, or uh, if you're a single person, uh, with someone who is the wife or husband of some, someone else. So, so for instance, it could be somebody married being involved with somebody who is single or somebody single who is, being, who is involved with somebody who is actually married. Uh, so it includes not just the physical act. It's very, very important to, to say that. It includes thoughts. Uh, we, 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 we said in our previous uh, conversation on this similar topic last week uh, that actually it actually Jesus said if a man, and I would say it's the same applies to woman, thinks of somebody in a lustful way, that actually is also that constitutes adultery as well. So it's a physical act outside of one's marriage or with somebody who is married if I'm a single person. But at the same time, also it includes the state of our mind, what's happening out there. It also can include touching, inappropriate touching as well and thoughts. Okay, so um, so Bill Clinton, when he famously said, I did not have sex with that woman <laughs> because they did not have traditional intercourse, um, he, was, he was clearly committing adultery according to the Bible's definition of it. I think we know that and Hillary would know that as yeah, well. this is true. And, 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 and I'm sure in his heart, being, being somebody who was raised in a Christian tradition, yeah. that he would have well known mm. what he was doing. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a very, such, very, very sad uh, yeah. part of part of history. That yeah. right there, and uh, yeah, of course, we don't know the details, but they that that, that marriage seemed to to stay together from and, and, everything that we can tell. And, and unfortunately, while in a, a slight deviation from from our topic, yeah. you know, uh, and God be merciful to all of us. So we're not here there to 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 kind of. Uh, uh, to to be hard on anybody, no. but but just thinking about people in prominent leadership positions, when they think that they can get away uh, through technicalities uh, and, and definitions, um, uh, they can maybe get away when it comes to 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 human systems. But there is somebody far greater than us, Lyle, mm-hmm. and somebody who judges our thoughts. Uh, judges our acts, who is merciful and who wants our restoration. But if we are in denial and if we are denying that something what we have done is wrong, uh, then I would say not even him can help us. Mm. So we need to be in that position where we can say, Lord, uh, create in me pure spirit, a clean heart and renew the righteous spirit within me. Mm. And then restoration is possible then from there on. 
Absolutely. Okay, so when we live a life that you know has a potential to hurt others, the Bible calls it a life of sin. We're missing the mark. We're committing sin, as as the Bible puts it. Yes, uh, a sexual infidelity and adultery, and this this is kind of a part two of our topic that we started last week. Uh, uh, sexual infidelity or adultery, the way the Bible puts that, is a sin against God. Uh, it may not be illegal in our legal system, sure, but clearly. It is a sin. We are missing the mark. Sin is missing the mark. We are not living that life that God designed for us to be happy. Yeah, you're going to say something. I was. I, I could see that. <laughs> yes, yes. I was going to say that, you know, when it comes to non Christians and people who leave the church, this is the one issue where I find the most objection to Christianity today. It's, you know, it's that seventh commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. And people turn around and say, thou shalt not tell me what I should and should not do. But the reality is that God tells us not to do this because God loves us and God wants what is best for us. He knows what's going to make us happy. Spot on, Lyle. And, and this is, this was just about what I was going to say. God put in place certain boundaries and guidelines not to kill our joy, but actually to protect us. And, and for this reason, he very clearly said, said, uh, you know, uh, Say, for instance, in, in the in the in the in the commandment, uh, you know, you shall not commit adultery. That's the seventh commandment, isn't it? You know, and then he also says in Romans thirteen nine to ten, uh, for the um, um, for the commandment, uh, actually, this apostle Paul speaking, for the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, and if there is any other commandment are all summed up in this saying. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So, why did we quote that text? Because sexual infidelity or adultery most definitely does harm to a neighbor, to our neighbor. And it is sin. It does harm to us. And that's why God says, don't do that. Absolutely. And really, you know, when you think about it, um, you look at secular morality that simply says, do no harm. That's exactly what the Bible is saying. It's just we always like to give our own definition and get rid of the Bible definition on on what actually harm is. Yeah. Sexual infidelity or adultery is stealing something that belongs to somebody else, another man's wife or husband. Um, The Bible very clearly warns against in many places apart from the 8th and 10th commandment. That's right. Uh, which says, Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. Uh, we can also quote from the New Testament. You know, First Thessalonians 4, 6-7 you know, says that uh, never harm or cheat a fellow believer um, in this matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, That's right. not impure lives. That's right. An individual has no right to separate what God has placed together, according to Mark chapter 10, verse 8 to 9. So the Bible is very clear that adultery is a harmful form of behavior. Okay, let's, let's explore some of the consequences of adultery. Okay, yes. So, uh, like any sin, adultery separates us from God. Um, 
in Isaiah 59 and verse 2, you know, uh, Lyle, we, we as, as, as ministers in so many ways, all, you know, keep this, this, uh, this kind of verse in our mind. God says, my hand is not short, that I cannot do something that I can re- cannot reach, but your sins have separated you from me. So basically, adultery as a sin separates uh, separates us from God. It definitely have a huge impact on 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 um, on our spirituality. Also, adultery leads to distraction. In Proverbs, for instance, there is there is a good kind of uh, very very descriptive uh, description of what happens. Proverbs six twenty seven twenty nine. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes in, in to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. Wow, what, what uh, kind of very, very descriptive language there is. And Proverbs 6.32, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Strong words right here. Strong words from the Bible. What can we do to safeguard ourselves against adultery? Uh, well, here are some of the things that can help us to stay faithful to our marriage partner. Um, it's very, very important. You know, uh, when we are forewarned, we are forearmed, <laughs> as they say. We so need, true. We need to realize what's the source, where it is coming, where are these thoughts and actions coming from. Adultery happens when a person's heart is not focused on God and Christ. Jesus mentioned in, in, in John chapter 10 and verse 10, uh, a profound, st- he made a profound statement, uh, what he stands for and what the enemy stands for. Uh, he says, the thief, that's the devil, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he says, I have come that day meaning us, may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Uh, Lyle, I'm a temperament counselor as well. That's one of my, my kind of uh, fields. God created us with certain temperaments. And, and, and if we don't meet our needs in the right way, we will go and try to meet them in the wrong way. And, and so crisis do not go and try to, to do thievery, thieves job to fulfill your needs. Mm. Uh, so, so, yeah, very much, very much. Uh, uh, don't knock at the wrong door to get your needs and your needs met. Absolutely, be back right after the song.
Welcome back. We've been talking about uh, the sin of adultery here this morning. It's right. been a rather heavy couple of weeks, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, adultery really is prevented by changing our thinking and accepting that it is the sin that it is, really. That's right. Um, and I'm, I, I think of Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to 6, where it says this, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And, uh, you know, a number of those who committed adultery, you know, did not plan to do it. That's right. Uh, they placed themselves in a tempting situation and then they succumbed when that temptation came along. Exactly. Uh, um, and for this reason, we should avoid situations that can lead uh, to compromise and sin. Uh, we must also make ourselves accountable to our spouse and to someone else we trust. And that's basically what what also we teach people who who... Uh, who have problem with pornography, which is actually a form of marriage uh, uh, infidelity. It's adultery. We, we, uh, the, the connectedness with God, understanding where it is coming from, from the enemy, then making ourselves accountable to, to, to our spouse and also somebody else uh, we, we know. Uh, also, we need to remember that temptation can be resisted. And there is a good scripture to keep in mind here in First Corinthians 10, 13 to 14. Uh, we don't usually kind of quote this in, in the context of marriage infidelity, mm-hmm. but it's really good text. First uh, Corinthians 10, 13 and 14 says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will provide the way of escape. Run. <laughs> also, so that you will be able to endure it. So therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry, Apostle Paul says. I like the way that he says that, flee, run. <laughs> you know, run for your life when temptation comes your way. Yes. And uh, in many ways, I think that adultery is a form of idolatry because we idolize somebody else. That's right. um, who is usually um, nothing like what we actually expect them to be. This is one of the things we've been uh, finding out in this series. Okay, so there's a, some great uh, promises in these verses. You know, flee from idolatry, um, and uh, you know anything we put, put between us and ourselves and God that's that's serving idolatry. Some people, you know, have succumbed to temptation because their spouse was not able to have a sexual relationship with them. You know, they suffered from a a prolonged sickness or there were some other issues involved, Uh, maybe sexual abuse in childhood that, you know, turned some people off sex. What advice can we offer for those people? Very, very difficult situation right here. Yes, yes. uh, These things definitely happen. In our ministerial, in our pastoral practice, we probably have encountered, I certainly have, you know, these kind of situations. And if someone who is listening to this broadcast is in that situation and, and, and you're listening to this and you're tempted to find sexual fulfillment outside of your marriage because your needs are not being met, I would plead with you to seek help. Mm. I'll get back to this in a moment. But first, let me say that one can never find happiness and fulfillment by meeting his or her needs in a way that is condemned by God, in a way that harms your spouse, other person, 
and ultimately harms yourself. So don't do it. Seek help. If there is a way to rectify the physical or mental issues so you can have a normal sexual relationship with your spouse, do not leave any stone unturned. Good doctor uh, and a specialized counselor can help here. If there is no way to solve the problem, seek spiritual help. God can and will help you to maintain your fidelity. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and you will find rest. I'll give you my rest. So whatever is the problem, God can strengthen you and help you to find peace and fulfillment in a godly way. Okay, so what about then if sexual infidelity has already taken place? What help is available? Uh, so here are a few scriptural uh, pieces of advice. Um, and they're applicable to any 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 sin, really, uh, like this first one and that, that we're going to, to look at. Uh, but, but first, confess. Own it. Own it. Don't be in denial. Don't find, don't look for excuses. Somebody else has done something, so I had to do this. You're deluding, yeah, you're right. deluding no, you yourself. Yeah. One wrong thing, if it is wrong, does mm-hmm. not justify the other wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So, so confess, repent, and seek God's forgiveness and restoration with your, with your spouse. Restoration is possible. Uh, let me quote this scripture, First John 1, 9. Great scripture. Praise God for this scripture. We need it daily, don't we? Don't oh, we? absolutely. Uh, no if, question. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, a great, great promise, Lyle. And then King David. Didn't he commit adultery? Did he ever? Oh, epically, <laughs> epically. I mean, we could start with his multiple wives. When we come to the story of Bathsheba, we yeah. just hang our heads in horror, you know, adultery and then murder. That's I right. I mean, that's just, that's just uh, off the charts. That's right. It really, really is. I think, you know, a lot of our listeners now um, have committed adultery. This is not something that is uncommon in our world. In fact, right. um, fidelity is uncommon in that's our world. Just, it's becoming uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so you can relate to you know the pain that fi- that infidelity brings. Yes, uh, but I doubt that there would be any or many listeners um, who have actually gone as far as King David, who committed adultery with a woman and then murdered her husband in an effort to cover it up. That's right. So he's 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 gone. It kind of it's usual progression of the sin, isn't it? You know, people do one thing and they need to cover up and cover up. And one thing lead, leads to another. But anyway, the bottom line here is in Psalm 32 and verses 1 and 5, David has confessed. You know, and he actually has this new start. And he says, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. I acknowledged my sin to you. He says that to God. And I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to, to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So this is an incredible example of forgiveness and restoration when it comes to unfaithfulness. And another one is actually in the Old Prophet, the Old Testament book, uh, the prophet Hosea. Actually, uh, he forgave his unfaithful wife uh, by the grace that God gave to him. So, so in Hosea um, uh, chapter 3 and verse 1, we read, 
the Lord said to me, Go again and show your love for a woman who is committing adultery with a lover. Maybe as he was speaking, God was telling him, You must love her just as I still love the people of Israel, even though they turn to other gods and like to take offerings of raisins to idols. It's an amazing story of restoration, Hosea and Goma. <laughs> yes. Um, and it just shows that great principle of love that, you yes. know, when God places it in a person's heart and, and a person chooses to follow God and they choose to love somebody, just how powerful that can be. And what a testimony that would have been, you know, to the entire nation. The whole nation is looking on. And you, know, you can imagine that this story would have traveled very, very quickly around the world. Um, incredible. Um, David, we've got just a, a short bit of time here. Um, tell us what comes next. <laughs> okay. So uh, because our time is nearly up, I just would like to, to share some final thoughts. Uh, maybe to recap a little bit what we, what we have said. Um, when it comes to sexual infidelity or adultery, don't think it can never happen to you. Don't be cocky because pride goes before before fall, as the scripture says, be humble, realize that you, you can be vulnerable, uh, and, and take all precautions. Depend on God for strength. Uh, flee, flee temptation. Don't be, don't think you can stand it. Like Joseph in the, in the Bible, he fled and he saved himself. Take a photo of your wife and your children or family. Take it to work with you. If put it you, on your phone. That's right. Put, put it, it on, on your, your phone. That's right. Uh, so people will know that your heart is taken. Pray. If adultery has happened, ask yourself how you have contributed to it. Don't just look and point a finger. Ask yourself, have I contributed? Set your own soul. Seek restoration and help from God. David, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this very, very uh, extremely important subject uh, particularly in today's world. We'll be out, back after the song, uh, 10 o'clock news, uh, 8 o'clock news, I should say, and then we'll be back with, uh, well, you will be back with uh, Lawson and Monica with Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM. Just heart. 
judgment take her life Forever end is pain and strife What would happen as she saw him drawing nearer I've come to take you to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are you constantly amazed by the wonders of creation? Do you find the science behind all living things fascinating? Then you need to be at the 2019 Faith and Science Conference. 13 top-level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries, completely refuting the theory of evolution. July 16 to 19 at Avondale College in Coorenbong, New South Wales. For details, call us now on 1-800-324-843. 